Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Good afternoon and welcome to Engage for Success Radio Show's 321, Internal Comms, Keeping It Simple But Effective. So today we're going to be talking about internal communications and how we can keep it simple but effective in this time of increasing demands and decreasing resources. I'm Jo Dodds, your host for today. I'm an engagement consultant working within the Engage for Success core team. The Engage for Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there is a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice, and we're widely supported across the UK involving the public, private, and third sectors. If you go to our website, engageforsuccess.org, you can use the link at the bottom of the page to join our newsletter list, and all our social media links are there too. So my guest today is Linda McGee, Internal Communications Manager for the Carlsberg Group and former Head of Internal Communication for McDonald's Restaurants Limited UK. So welcome, Linda. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Joe, How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. So good to have you here. And we're going to be focusing, I think, a bit more on McDonald's today in our conversation. But obviously, you're in a, a new role with or a new role since <laughs> since you booked with us. We're booking so far ahead that uh, it was new when you booked, but you've been there a while now, haven't you? <laughs> with yeah, I think yeah, I think I actually booked in October before I actually had the role. Um, strangely enough, uh, but yes, I was in um, McDonald's for uh, 27 years and uh, 15 of those in internal communications. Um, so have a very varied role and a, and a good education. And yes, been in Carlsberg for the last uh, nine months now. It's flown. Well, yeah, lovely. So we're going to be talking internal comms and we'll draw on a lot of your experience with McDonald's and then we'll finish off with a, a bit of a, you know, how, how are things uh, different or similar, I guess, at Carlsberg as well. Yep, sounds good. Lovely. So let's talk a bit then first about what it's like being an internal communicator these days. And especially given you've said you've had 15 years in, in the role, it's, you know, it'd be interesting to see if things have changed um, over that time. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think being in internal communications is amazing. It's an amazing job. Um, but I, uh, I kind of, the analogy I'd give to it is it's a bit like chess boxing, which might... Uh, raise a few eyebrows to anybody listening uh, but for those who, who haven't heard about chess boxing um, in it uh, contestants step into a ring and start boxing funnily enough and yeah. then three minutes later a bell sounds uh, they take off their gloves and they start playing chess uh, and this is an actual sport believe it uh, and after another three minutes the bell goes again and they start boxing again and this happens over and over until one person is left standing um, and the hardest part about chess boxing isn't the chess, and it's not even the boxing. It's the constant switching between fighting and thinking. And do you know what? I think that's the best way to sum up our profession. Um, yeah. Obviously not necessarily the fighting, unless um, things are going really bad. Uh, but we're, we're always being pulled between high-level strategic thinking and proper roll up your sleeves, get it done work. And sometimes that can be dozens of times a day. Uh, you know, one minute you might be dealing with the CEO and creating a comms plan for, you know, huge projects. 
um, or you might be organising a conference and then you might be signing off posters. So it, it really is an absolutely huge role where you, you kind of get pulled from pillar to post. Mm-hmm. So first, I can't believe that chess boxing is really a sport. Um, so Google it, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I'll definitely same. Google it. 100%, 100%. You know, I'm not that kind of getting that kind of getting pulled from pillar to post you know you talked about me being in mcdonald's earlier you know it, mm. it, it's challenging enough when you've got a team but especially for those guys out there who are kind of they're the only person in their role it, it's magnified tenfold mm-hmm. and i mean you were saying exactly those two examples that you you had um a bigger team at mcdonald's than, than you have now and um i think that's probably quite common even you know in organizations that have teams they're not very large in terms of internal comms are they yeah no I think you're right I think it varies though you know Joe because I, I do know you know there's there's um there's associates have got who work in other businesses who've got quite large comms teams um mm-hmm. and some that have they, they have business partners for different roles but I think more often than that more often than not now we talk about diminishing resources um comms teams tend to be getting quite small or even they kind of work across external and internal comms so you just have yeah. to you know you have to there's quite a wide um, gambit to be honest mm-hmm. so let's talk a bit more about the role of, of an internal communicator um you know what is, what is it there for and, and you know, why is it at, at all levels? Because you sort of imagine that you'd have the senior role and then other people do the rest of it or you'd be the person doing the sort of day-to-day stuff and somebody else would be telling you what to do. But as you say, in lots of cases, it's it's a bit of a bit of both, you know, depending on what's going on. So, yeah, well, people, I mean, people talk about there being kind of a role ladder um exactly as you've just explained but in internal comms you know you can be up and down it in more days than a, than a window cleaner's up and down a ladder um but you know what i've kind of realized over the last god 17 years now is that's not going to change and i'm i'm not sure we'd want it to either um you know everyone out there knows that being in internal comms means you get to know the business better than anybody else uh, you know, the breadth of our role is huge and it's grown, especially because now we are becoming more trusted. We are becoming business partners. You know, gone of the gone of the days. I remember in the early days, people used to just come and say, I want a poster on X. And, you know, now they are coming more and saying, I've got a problem with X. How do I solve it? And that's absolutely how it should be. But it means that it's more important than ever for us to focus on the right areas and understand how we can make the best difference for the hours we have in the day and and the resources that we have at hand. Mm. So how can we do that? As we said, we've got quite often limited resource and it might be even getting more, more limited. How can we make sure we are focusing on the right areas? Well, um, you know, in McDonald's, I was there for, like I said, 27 years, 15 of them in internal comms. And um, I had been doing comms a long time. We were kind of going along and, and, and everything we, th- we thought was going well. But I think at some point you've got to kind of stop whether you've been in a business a long time or whether you're new to it. And one of the, the key things is to take a good look at what you're doing. 
Um, you know, before I left McDonald's, I created a one pager to map out how we communicated. Uh, and believe it or not, it looked busier than a, a London Underground map. Um, it was crazy. You know, we in McDonald's, we had the full suite of typical internal communications channels that you'd expect. Um, we had emails, formal briefing sessions, crew room posters, weekly updates, various team calls, intranet websites for our franchisees and our consultants, a website for our hourly paid employees. Um, and the restaurant teams themselves were used in things like WhatsApp and, and Facebook. And, um, you know, I was pretty sure that we were, you know, effectively supporting the business. But, but I guess what I wasn't as clear on anymore was how much all of the different elements were working. And if we were, in fact, focusing on, on the right areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I kind of thought at the same time, we'd just gone through a little bit of, of change and the business, the UK business had a new vision and it felt like the right time to take a step back and make sure that we were set up effectively to support the business. Mm. Um, and it's sometimes hard, you know, when you work in internal comms, and again, uh, people listening might agree with this, it's really hard to get support for an audit. Uh, contrary to, to belief, uh, large businesses don't necessarily have the large budgets. Um, and like most businesses, you have to have, and quite rightly so, you have to have a clear return on investment for any budgets to be approved. So you really have to have a, a solid business case. Um, but even then, you might have to settle for a, a bit of a DIY job, uh, which can be most, which can almost be as effective, if not just as effective. But the key thing is you just have to take a step back um, and not be precious about what you find. Mm. Um, and from, from the audio... Sorry, I was going to say, so how, how would you do that? Because, as you say, you've got all these lists of things that, that you do and you know you do them already. I can imagine, you know, on the face of it, it sounds like a good idea to work out exactly what you've got and the effect it's having and all those other things. But actually, the idea of doing it and ending up with your underground map <laughs> sort of thing, um, it, you know, it, it could be quite daunting. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, the mapping it out for, was it was fairly straightforward. You know, I just sat down with a big bit of paper and kind of just mapped out where everything, you know, where all the channels were. were. So that was kind of the simple bit, you, you know, mm-hmm. getting on a page what we do. The more difficult bit um, was actually getting the audit. You know, the the great news for us, for, for Max, is we had such a great relationship with our executive team and they were really understanding and bought into the benefits of internal comms to help drive the business that actually when we put a business case together to have an audit done, which we wanted to use an external company for, partly because of time, because it was just, you know, we wanted to do a really robust audit. Um, and mm. partly um, partly beca- because of our, our resource and partly to have that external objective view. You know, it's really mm. hard sometimes when you're doing it yourself. You have to really detach yourself and not be precious. So we were really lucky. We, we, we got it um, over the line with the executive team and we just worked with then a supplier um, company who we already knew, an internal comms agency, and we worked with them on what we wanted to achieve and worked together to come up with the plan of what that would involve, which was essentially 
um, we did about 16 days of uh, worth of focus groups across the organization. So we went the length and breadth of the UK in franchise restaurants and company restaurants. We create, we co-created a kind of um, a, a work plan for the day, a workshop that they would take the guys through to really help us understand how internal comms was working in, at, that, at that granular level. Um, and then we also did some qualitative um, research. And then the guys then pulled all of that together and did an analysis and then created a summary report. Now, yeah. you know, that, that's brilliant. And that's brilliant if you have the money to do that. Um, but if you haven't got the money to do that, then you have to have the resource to do it. And I'm not saying it's an easy thing because I know now, you know, in my role at Carlsberg now, I am the only person looking after internal comms for the whole of the UK. And so, you know, like I said right at the beginning, you've already got a massive, you know, a breadth of, of role. Um, so you kind of have to do things you know, I've been doing that ad hoc as I go. I've been having lots of, one of the things I did right from the beginning is just really get under the skin of the business and go and speak to as many people as possible. And I still do that now. So rather than hold workshops per se, I've been doing it raw. I've been doing it by having conversations with people and asking people similar questions and, and doing mm -hmm. it a bit more like a guerrilla guerrilla style rather than a, 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 a organized audit but to be honest the, the both things work so people just have to work out what's best for them mm, yeah so I'm thinking about you know if I was to go and do an audit I'd, I'd want to to um, find out people's views but I'd also want to find out what people knew about the organization to find out whether the messages had landed properly were those the two things that you look at were there other elements to, to the audit no, I think I think you're absolutely spot on. I, you know, what we were looking to understand is what people wanted from communication, um, whether what we wanted was landing. So was communication helping people do their job? And was communication mm -hmm. helping them feel like they loved the business enough to want to work harder? Um, and what we actually found was uh, that in McDonald's that, that people were really hungry for information. So it was really weird because we had loads of channels um, and I kind of thought at the beginning, oh, people are going to say it's too much and we communicate too much. But people were actually lapping up and hungry for the information. And we also found that they were really loyal to the brand. Everything we were asking them, and, and we kind of knew that anyway, just because of the kind of interactions we had, had with them on a regular basis. Um, but the other thing we just realized and, and what came through it is we, we just have to balance that and not overload them um and and we we it was something we already tried really hard to do um from a kind of gatekeeping point of view um and it showed it, it also came up with some interesting points around you know we needed our the internal brand to reflect we've got this amazing iconic and leading external brand but we need the internal brand to reflect that as well so wow. everything that we did from day-to-day -day communications through to large-scale large -scale campaigns, comms needed to drive that message home in a, in a, in a high-quality and impactful way. And, and that doesn't always mean spending money. That just means being, being really clear on what the outcome is. Um, mm. and, and interestingly, the, the, the one thing that came across that 
didn't surprise me, and to be honest, I, I don't really make an apology for, was um, the guys were telling us that our communication was better than, I guess, what they perceived as engagement. Um, and it wasn't a surprise because uh, it was kind of their interpretation as well. One, for me, communication is a means to an end. And we focused heavily in McDonald's, our communication on helping people to get the job done. Because getting the job done was about selling burgers and chips and looking after customers. Mm. Um, we also spent a lot of time on helping them feel good about the job, sharing the great things about the business, making sure they were kept updated on the news that's happened about the business. Because obviously, if they feel good about their, where they work, they're going to kind of work harder and put more effort in. Um, but it was interesting to see that point that their their understanding and perception of engagement being kind of the softer type of comms um, was, you know, their, their understanding that we focus more on the, 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 the harder communication of helping to do the job rather than that which was was interesting and, and absolutely what I expected to see um the other thing that came up which was which was a, a, a good insight was uh we just needed uh, an outtake for me was we just needed to be really clear on what was required of our function and what the business needs us to do and um, kind of we needed to redefine uh, what our, what the value pr proposition of internal comms was at McDonald's, what it's here for, what it's supporting, the tools that's available, uh, the budget and the resource needed, uh, just just because it helps everyone understand where they know where they stand. Um, you know, again, people listening, if they're internal communicators, will know we are accountable for so much already. We, we we get involved in so much already. We just have to be really careful on to with people on what we're accountable for, what they're accountable for. Otherwise, you could end up trying to do everything or people think you do everything and they're not pleasing anybody. Mm, yeah. And what about that um, sort of potential difference or, or needing to be consistent across the company-owned restaurants and the, the franchises. What, what sort of challenges did that pose? Uh, do you know what? It's it's interesting one with, with that because I think McDonald's is such a unique organisation because whether you're franchised or company-owned, you're a family and you, 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 you're your goals are the same. And so yeah. before, we, we were quite unique in that sense, I believe, because the even though... I work for McDonald's UK, so I work for the company. A lot of our comms support was across the board, whether mm. it was franchised or company restaurant. So, for example, the weekly communication we send out to the business, it went to the company restaurants and the franchise restaurants. So we, we, we provided a lot of support for the franchisees and, and what the kind of ask of them was to dial up the messages so we can't we because I, I guess essentially if we're communicating to the company restaurants for example when campaigns are starting when there's new service initiatives you know how we expect people to be with customers how we expect the quality of the food to be then that message is the same whether you're 
in a company restaurant or whether mm. in a franchisee. Because one of the beauties of McDonald's is the standards are the same no matter where you go. Yeah. And there's no, there's no point, I guess, I guess, as a business, you could turn around and say, well, Mr. or Mrs. Franchisee, it's your business, you're responsible for the communication. But what's the point of that? We, we may as well support the franchisees as much as we can when we're doing it anyway for our company restaurants because it just means you get that better alignment. And then our mm-hmm. ask of the franchisees was just to, to kind of dial that up in their own way and, and kind of, you know, um, be, be leaders in their businesses and make it, make it clear of what the expectations were. Mm-hmm. I don't so, think it's interesting though, Joe, because yeah. I don't think it, I'm not sure if other businesses are like that. It'd be really fascinating to hear from from someone for, from other franchise businesses who've got some company restaurants just to to understand how they do things. And we yeah. did it that way more because I think we feel we felt like a family, and also because you know what, it didn't really take that much more effort, and it just meant we got so much benefit from it. Yeah, it's certainly as a, from a customer point of view. I don't think that I don't think you can tell when you've got a company-owned restaurant or a franchise restaurant I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you in any of the McDonald's I've ever been in which they were um, I worked for a car dealership group um, that was part of a obviously a you know a, a brand and um, we used to feel separate and that we were being sort of told to do stuff because that was what we had to do because we were a franchise sort of thing but I I, I never felt that we were totally part of it so I can see those differences, albeit it isn't obviously a restaurant example. Um, whereas, as I say, I, I, you know, and I think customers probably would know that we were there representing the brand, but we weren't part of the brand, if you see what I mean. Whereas in McDonald's, I, I don't think you can tell any different when you're a customer, which is a good thing. That's it. <laughs> Do you know what? It's an amazing thing, and it means we kind of we're doing some things right yeah, <laughs> so yeah. if you yeah. couldn't tell the difference it just means we mm-hmm. we 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 did have that alignment and and that was what it was that was what it was all about mm-hmm. yeah yeah so what about what came out of, of that we've talked about um you know that sort of um consistency and 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 you know being clear with the people and all that sort of thing but you know what what would you say are, are some of the real key results of of that audit in terms of how you move things forward the things that you did the same or the things that you did differently as a result yeah I mean it's it, the, the I guess the most important thing for me that came out of that um was that we didn't we kind of changed a few we probably got rid of a couple of channels um we didn't change a massive amount we kind of tried to simplify things and i think that's the most important thing to consider it's just simplification of communication we probably strength we strengthen the gates a little bit so push back on more things than we might otherwise have done everybody thinks their communication and it, it it'll be the same it's the same in Carlsberg. it's the same everywhere every single person who you're supporting through the business to communicate out to the business thinks their thing their initiative their communication is the most important thing in the business and the reality is it it's not and the and the reality also is if you want people if you want things to really land you have to keep it simple and and that also means that you you might not necessarily communicate everything in the same way you have to really be skilled at and some of that is really getting to know the business and and what the priorities of the business are but you have to be skilled at knowing 
what in in what priority priority order things go. So it might be the things that are um, huge priorities for the business. You might put through more channels. You might speak more broadly about you might give more detail around um, and it might mean the things that are kind of less priority and, and kind of more nice to do you either don't communicate those you know people just talk about those or you communicate those in in maybe one channel or, or, or to a lesser extent um, and I think you know simplification of communication is key you know keeping it easy and accessible for our people um, because, you know, the, the danger is as well, I got calls, and I, I guess I still do, I used to get calls about, oh, we've got this new app, or we've got this new channel, and it's easy to be seduced by it, um, but without really thinking, oh, is it is it right for the audiences that you're dealing with so before you know anyone kind of gets their head turned by any new channels or new ways of doing things I just always recommend that people take a step back and say okay well what what does this actually mean for the business Mm -hmm. yeah so you talked about how um, as a result of the audit your people said that um, the communication was stronger than engagement from their sort of perspective thinking about engagement being um or an element of engagement being about employee voice and enabling that have you found that you've changed channels or developed certain channels more than others over the years to create more opportunity for employee voice because as you say things come in and we get all excited about this this new app or whatever um but then they're, they're not always two-way communication opportunities anyway and and that's something that's that's quite important clearly that's why you did an audit you wanted to get feedback from people yeah no absolutely i mean you know look to a communication is is something that i think everybody's been focusing on for for a good while now and we were we in the past we kind of in mcdonald's were probably not as good at it definitely from a a channel point of view and it's something that um it's something that actually came on the back of the audit and we worked in collaboration with the hr team as well but numerous things came out as developments from that in terms Mm -hmm. of with our employee intranet site we were able to open up um, which we hadn't done before because people were a bit concerned, which is a little bit of a, I guess, a paternalistic type approach. But we opened mm-hmm. up things like the comment boxes on the pages, yeah. and we encouraged people to, to give feedback. Something simple, but was very effective. We created um, a, or with the HR, the HR team drove it. They did a great job, but a, a kind of bright ideas forum. You know, one thing that came back through some of the comments people had through the audit, which we picked up on as a little bit of a, an extra, was there was some comments on there about ideas people had for the business. And so, mm-hmm. again, some some companies have, had, had already kind of looked at this, but we created a really easy-to-use link to the, the employee website, a kind of bright ideas forum. So right. any time anyone had an idea of, you know, uh, we had a general section, but then every month there was a kind of focus on a specific thing that people could feedback on. So again, mm. making them feel part of the business that they could help make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely. So we're just coming to the last couple of minutes of, of the show. What about sort of Q3 
key points or takeaways for our listeners um, to just sort of bring this together? And um, you know, I, I guess there's, there's probably three summarising uh, what we've spoken spoken about. There's kind of three key things I'd say uh, to keep yeah. in mind, and and it's not rocket science at all, Joe. It's like you know, mm. just focus on the right areas and understand the best difference that you can make for the hours you've got on the resource you've got. Um, yeah. You know, there's only eight hours in a day. So I'd kind of just really drill into what you're trying to achieve. What's the business trying to achieve? What are the goals and objectives, you know, and, and audit, if you can do an audit, even if you do it yourself, even if you do it kind of, um, you know, like I've been doing at Carlsberg, have conversations, get under the skin of the business, talk, Find out what people think about the communication and the channels because it could help you make changes that might save you time anyway. Um, and, and just keep it simple. You know, keep think about the think about your audience, what you're trying to achieve, what you're trying to drive with their behaviour, and just make sure you it's, the, the communication is easy and accessible for them. Uh, you know, just with that end goal in mind. Mm, yeah, lovely. Was that three? <laughs> I wasn't counting. I think I think that well, I think that might have been three. <laughs> we'll we'll make sure on the recording back. I'm sure. I'm sure people will pull us up. Going, oh no, that was four or that was two. Now I think I think that was three. Focus, focus, audit, keep it simple. Lovely, excellent. Focus, audit, keep it simple. Love it. Brilliant. Thank you, Linda. Really appreciate you joining me today. No problem at all, Joe. And just to let you know, next week I'll be back talking to Scott Gould, who's an engagement specialist, and he's back for his third go on the show. And we'll be talking about the psychology of engagement, uh, lesson 101. We'll be going back to basics. So I look forward to catching you again next week. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.